All right. Good evening, folks. I hope you guys are having a great night. I am your host, Reverend Savannah Treewalker of the Order of the Standing Oak, and we are back after 12 years. We started this show in 2009, and we went for three years. We went from 2009 to 2012, and here we are in 2024, and it's like, uh, you know, it's been a long time. And that's why this show is a whole new world, the return of Pagan Perspectives. And what that basically means is, like, there's been a lot that's going on, you know, ever since that we went off the air. Uh, some of the authors that I interviewed, such as Raymond Buckland and Raven Gramasi and, you know, just various other folks in the Pagan communities back in those times, uh, we lost them, you know, They're, they have gone on to the next incarnation. But it was just so cool to be able to, like, you know, have that show because we shared a lot of interviews. We shared a lot of information. We did all of our shows on Druidry. And this show, you know, what we're going to do tonight is we're just going to celebrate the fact that in 2024 – we are back, and we're going to talk about some of the things that have gone on in the last 12 years since we were on the air. And if you're out there listening and you would like to come and be a part of the chat, all you got to do is go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Pagan Perspectives and come on into the show. And, and we've got chat open and everything, so we're going to have a good night. We're going to have a good show. We're going to have a lot of good shows. Um you know, and I have, you know, I have done Pagan Perspectives in other formats. You know, like uh, Pagan Perspectives is online right now. You can find us on Spotify. And uh, these shows, now that we're back on Blog Talk, are going to go on to Spotify. So it's good. You can take the show with you. You can listen to it in your car. You can listen to it at home. You can do all kinds of show things with the show. It's going to be incredible. Also, tonight I am celebrating with a bottle of homemade cranberry mango mead. And some of my favorite flour. So sit back, relax, enjoy this show. And we're going to, you know, we've got a lot coming up. Um, I think that we are going to be doing this weekly. Um, it may fluctuate from like a Wednesday or Thursday. And we're going to start having interviews again. We're going to start having giveaways next week on the show. I'm going to be telling you about a new giveaway that's going to be started up to inaugurate the channel. And this is going to be a, a good one. So uh, you definitely want to tune in and check out the show. Um, also, we're going to have, let's listen to some good music tonight and just kind of relate about a lot of things. Uh the main reason why it took so long to get back here to Blog Talk Radio is just things became so hectic and expensive and, you know, all these other things. And there for a while I had a sponsorship kind of thing with uh, Redwell Weiser. And that's where we had some really great interviews with Rena Shesso and Mary Kay Greer and uh, Ellen Everett Hopman. And uh, Selena Fox 
and Mike Nichols and Gavin and Yvonne Frost. We had so many cool interviews, and I've done some cool interviews since then. We've got those on the YouTube channel, which is Pagan Perspectives at YouTube.com, and I've done interviews with Alaric Albertson, author of uh, A Saxon Journey to Middle Earth, and then uh, he also has his uh, rune decks and some other stuff, so he's he's very cool on the Anglo-Saxon side of Pagan And that's another thing. We kind of did a, a little bit of you know just dealing with a lot of stuff with Druidry, and then the rest was just kind of crap. This, I think, going forward, because it is a whole new world, magically, that we have so many cool things that are going on. We've got ceremonial magic. We've got new iterations of, uh, at one show we're going to get together, we're going to talk about syncretic practice, Norse scale, and some other things. Uh, myself, my practice has changed. I do, I still practice Druidry, but right now, uh, I'm working with a group. We're called Raven Temple, H-R-A-F-N, Temple of CX Wicca. And so we follow a more Anglo-Saxon uh, uh, pantheon for uh, that form of witchcraft. And our gods are Woden and Freya. So, But also the thing I think that uh, I'm going to start delving into a lot is, you know, syncretic practice because – I believe that there was enough of a heathen presence uh, in the British Isles, especially on Ireland, that the Norse scale, uh, things like that. And also, that's just the syncretic side of things. But also, with the with the Anglo-Saxon, we have Alsidu, we have Fernsidu, um, we have other traditions, Leiblock, and some other stuff that is kind of on the outside fringes of what Raymond Buckland envisioned Six Wicked to be. And that whole kind of thing, so we're going to be dealing with that. We're going to have a heathen roundtable where we're going to get folks, hopefully, I'm talking to people from the Troth and, and some other uh, leaders of other kindreds and, and things like that, and those that are in the Norse kindreds of ADF and so on and so forth. And we're going to try and have them on uh, the show. So it's like, and, and do a real roundtable where we can delve into what it is that each one of us, how we see spirituality and the gods and things like that, according to our vision, to, according to our tradition, and seeing, you know, like what is what is more, um, what the similarities are, okay, and then see how those work by the way that we travel throughout the world and the places that we inhabited and stuff like that. So we're going to be dealing a lot with a lot more heathen things. And we're also going to be having some really cool guests. We're going to be talking about Thelema, Golden Dawn, Ceremonial Magic, Sigil Magic, Planetary Magic, you name it. We're going to talk a lot uh, a lot about that kind of stuff. But uh, so, yeah, and it's just like I've really missed doing this show. I really missed being able to be uh, here on Blog Talk because – I made some really cool friends from, you know, just being, just having the show available. That's another reason why I brought it back is because I thought that blog talk radio was a good outlet to reach people. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a very good, you know, segue to let people know 
excuse me, but there's there's a lot of things going on in the world. And so, you know, we have so many different pagan things that are going on around the world, around the country. And it's like, you know, we should share those with each other. We should let those those moments and those those things that happen to the greater people so that, that people can understand if they are hearing about something with another coven or grove or group or something somewhere else that's really cool, it lets them know that magic is everywhere. It's not magic isn't just where their coven goes and you know holds ritual and everything else. It's like you can't really envision other people working like that, you know, how they do it. But that's what we're gonna be dealing with. We're gonna be dealing with a lot of issues. We're going to be dealing with uh, pagans in recovery. We've got people that uh, are part of a group that we've started here in the area, which is kind of an umbrella. We're called Springfield Community Wiccan Church. And what we're wanting to do is to give everybody in our area that has a group an umbrella to climb under so that if anything goes on that could hurt them, you know, that they have kind of a protection and stuff. We're currently working on getting our 501c3. And what, because we have a lot of, I'm here in Missouri. This is live tonight from Springfield, Missouri. And Missouri's been going through a lot of really bad stuff. And, you know, it's like, that's why I'm doing this too. You know, I don't know if there will come a day where paganism is against law. If they try to force us under, they're trying to force the trans people and all these other things under because they don't like what they see. But we love what we see. We love each other. You know, we love what's going on, but they can't handle it because of their fears. You know, they look at us and see themselves. It's also their own suppression to themselves. But still, it's like, so we have to look out for each other. And that's what we're doing last night. We had our very first planning meeting for things that we wanted to do for the community. Uh, we talked about rituals and stuff and how we're going to schedule things out and stuff. So we're kind of moving and grooving and really trying to do things that can help our community. Because if we don't, if we don't do it for ourselves, nobody else is going to, you know, and that's why. I think with the way Missouri is, is kind of we kind of want to get that federal number because if Missouri tries to do something stupid to us, we can have that federal number that says, nah, man, you guys got to back off and, you know, not do that. So that's a very good thing, you know, and we're trying to be uh, as open for the community so that people can see that we are not. You know, we're pagan just like you come in and, you know, if you have a group that needs that kind of, of you know, uh, camaraderie, we want to help you. We're trying to work for things for people that are in recovery. That's what we may have here in the next few weeks, an interview with Emily Miller, and she started the Pagans in Recovery group here in our area, and she's doing pretty good with it. She's getting things set up and wants some some situations happen and, and they have a more permanent place to uh, hold their meetings. We're going to have her on the show and let her tell you about what's going on and all that. And also, we just want to be able to help each other, whether it's college students needing help with their, you know, I mean, you know, if, if a college student needs help tutoring with some things, we've got pagans in our community 
that are specialized like that that can go over to these people and help them out. We're also trying to do stuff for uh, pagan mothers, mothers that are expecting, that have little ones, little toddlers, and all that stuff. We're trying to figure out what resources do we need because, you know, last year we had some very hot weather. And here in this area, it got to 135 degrees on one day. And this young woman that I know that lives in Branson lived in a trailer that was very small, very metal, and her uh, air conditioner blew up. And so she was pregnant, and she, her husband was on the road driving truck. So he wasn't able – he was so many miles away, he couldn't have got there for nothing. You know, and she was there, and she put out to people, uh, you know, to come down – and help her get out of that. And I think somebody did eventually, but I think it took a while. But it's like I like the idea of, you know, pagan people looking after each other because that could have been really dangerous for this young woman. You know, she could have lost her life and her baby's life if, you know, if somebody hadn't been able to come and help her out of that, you know. And that's another thing is like people got to realize that a lot of us are poor, you know, pagans aren't necessarily rich, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, you know, we are, we do the best that we can, you know what I mean? To live from day to day and to take care of ourselves and to take care of our families. So it's like, you know, we do the best we can with that. And so what we're doing is we're trying to build the community up to make it strong so if any stupid stuff goes on with our state, which is things that they're trying to do right now, we can be united and don't we don't want to leave anybody you know out there vulnerable to being picked off by something that comes from the government or whatever else what have you. You know, it's like we want to be able to stand up for those that are being oppressed, whether it's our trans brothers and sisters or you know just anybody. We should be there for anybody. That's what witches are. We're the protectors of the earth. Who's on the earth? All the people. We got to take care of each other. So that's what we're going to do. But right now, to get the show party started for coming back in 2024 after a long 12-year hiatus, I'm going to give you one of my favorite songs. This is Coyote Run and Circle Song here on Pagan Perspectives. Fiery essence 
Celtic roots? Are your ancestors from Ireland or Scotland or Wales? From Cornwall, Brittany, the Isle of Man or Gaul? Do you love stories and tales? Ancient myths, legends and folklore of the Celtic peoples? Do you want to hear more about King Arthur, Gwydion, Taliesin, Cuchulain, wild magic and the realms of the other world? Do you want to hear about the old gods, druids and fairies in a way that they're not just dusty, dry words on a page? Then you need the Celtic Myth Podshow, available from CelticMythPodshow.com. In the days when the world was young, the days when the air was clean and the dew was fresh upon the grass. Listen well, for I have tidings for you. Warriors are coming from across the sea. Strange. Take this message back with you. Tell the fear bold they must give my people either battle or live in peace in half of Erin. On my word, I should prefer to give you half of Erin than to face your weapons. 
the Celtic Myth Pod Show will bring you the bravery of heroes and heroines, the magnificent pantheon of gods and goddesses, and the magic and wonder of druids, fairies, and folklore. Our ancestors would listen to these stories as told to them by their bards. They wouldn't read them in books. This podcast brings the magic of sound back into our legends. A new episode comes out twice a month and builds into a complete collection of tales from Celtic mythology. So just sit down, get comfortable, and join us every other week. Listen to news, chat, and a story from Celtic mythology with the Celtic Myth Podshow from CelticMythPodshow.com. That's CelticMythPodshow.com. All right, guys. Welcome back. I am glad to be here. It's 2024, and we're going to do some great stuff in the coming year with, you know, what we're going to do for the shows, the people that we're going to bring to you to kind of bring their perspective on what's going on in the world right now. Uh, We've got a lot of things. Another thing that was kind of, you know, over this last 12 years, a lot of things have happened. Uh, just as the show was starting to go off the air, my best friend died. He's been dead now for 13 years. And then within the last five years, my high priestess that initiated me into the craft, Amber Pat Allgaier, she passed away. And then here just last year, we lost uh, a member of our temple, Pam Forbes. And we also lost uh, a really good guy, the high priest who initiated me into the craft, William Bill Byler, also known as Shamash Chintin and Edge Walker. And it's like, you know, that's another thing. Uh, with sharing, you know, the love of the craft and the love of pagan fellowship and stuff, because it's like, you know, those people that were in the coven in the days whenever I very first started studying and things, it was just like it was a different time. It was in the 90s, like way back in the 90s, like 93, almost to the end of 93, coming into 94, onward till now. And my journey from into paganism has just been incredible. I came from Christianity, and I just, you know, I spent 11 years in a Pentecostal church. And it's like now that I've been involved in paganism as a priest and a and a teacher and a blogger and, you know, a uh, priest of uh, uh, Raven, uh, Raven Temple and the Order of Standing Oak and any other things I've been doing with involved in Salimans and uh, the Golden Dawn and stuff like that. It's just, you know, there's been a lot that's been going on. And it's it's cool, though, because, you know, you get to see you get to see where things are going to go. But also, it's like I think we need to be able to be rock solid in what we do. And we that's another thing. It's like we want to keep the, the pagan community in our area, at the very least, as you know robust as we can. We don't want people to feel like they have to go underground because of this, that, and the other thing and stuff. So it's like we want to make, we want to make it as good as we can. And those people that brought us into the craft, those that initiated us in our traditions and, you know, helped us discover the gods and the spirits of place and magic and rebirth and just seeing what the gods are all about 
and all those different things, it's like, you know, I don't think we would be here. You know, everybody says, well, that was then and this is now, that a lot of the older books, people are starting to poo-poo because, oh, well, they're not modern. Paganism is not modern. We're looking back to ancient times in our rituals when we talk to the gods and stuff like that. Yes, we're living in a modern world, but when we're in the confines of that circle or our ritual space, we're not here. We're someplace else. We're on another plane putting energy into things that we need. And then after that whole thing is going through, then we come back. So it's like, you know, we have to realize that, uh, you know, we've got to continue the pagan practices of, of what we've learned from back in the day from various priests and high priestesses. Uh, I always, you know, try to give respect where, where it's due. And I've known some really cool pagan priests and priestesses that just are the most incredible, fun-loving, reverent, and awesome people. And it's like these are the ones that I get a little uh, protective over because sometimes people come at them for stupid reasons. And it just like you get that thing where it's like it makes your hackles raise up because you're going, that's my friend. I mean not just the fact that they're a priest or a priestess of a tradition, but somebody's coming at them sideways, and they don't deserve that. You know, people, a lot, you know, it's true. A lot of things that we do in this world, we don't deserve, uh, you know, all of the, the hell that we get for it. So it's like, that's another thing. It's like we need to be able to be there for each other again. You know what I mean? It's like we want to be there for each other. And uh, that's why we're doing this, the Springfield Community Church, Wiccan, Community Wiccan Church, is because of the fact that we want people to be able to, you know, be free with who they are, you know. If they if they are uh, in the LGBTQ community, we love them. If they're not in the LGBTQ community, we love them. If you're a nerd, if you're all these other things, if you're something that other people look down on, we love you because we're. I mean, come on, man. We call ourselves witches and these other things, and these people going, "Oh my God, you're Satanist, and you're going to come and eat our kids." We're not going to come and eat your kids unless we're really, really hungry. You know, it's not, we're not, it's not our thing. That's sensationalized from Hollywood and various other, you know, situations. But like, you know, we, we stand together and I think we've been doing a lot of full moon work. We're doing full moon this month on February 24th and this month is Sunnah. S-U-N-N-E, which is Anglo-Saxon for the sun moon. And on that particular full moon, we're going to concentrate on uh, learning some, some, some ideas for candle magic, uh, for candles and uh, divina divination, uh, candles and spell work, and candles involved in meditation and other, uh, you know, ritualized Things that you can do with candles. There's a lot of stuff. Candles are very versatile. And then, like in, uh, let me see, April, we're going to be in one of our local parks here in town, and we're going to have a bless the familiars ritual. You know, we take we we take our kids and we go to pagan events, and you know that we do all these big rituals for ourselves, 
But, you know, how often do our pets get blessed? How often do we take them in front of the gods and go, this is little Missy, my chihuahua. I love her to death. I want you to bless my pet with long life and, and happiness, you know. And that's one of the coolest things is because pagans, we love our pets. Put it this way. Over to the time that I knew my high priestess, she had probably altogether maybe had 11 dogs. You know, some of them, you know, passed over time. But this lady just loved dogs. And I think she might have had as many cats. And what was surprising when you have that many dogs, when you have an average of like six dogs or five or six dogs in your house, and then you might have three and four cats that are inside and they come out and they keep going in and out and all that stuff, but they still get along. Oh, that is so beautiful. I think it's the energy of my high priestess too, because she just, you know, when you walk into certain witches' houses, it just slams you. Just next next time you come into somebody's house that you kind of think really has their act together and understands the mysteries and things, and you know that they have power in that way. It's like when you go into their home, it just pulls you in. The energy is so it, – it imbibes into you. That's why whenever you leave ritual or you leave your high priestess's house at the end of an evening, when you get home, it's like you're exhilarated. Because you are connected with the people that are connected to the gods and the earth and everything else. And I think the only other thing that, for me, that is equal to that or even greater is whenever you go to a pagan festival and you're gone for like three or four days and you're really in your element with everybody for rituals and drummings and events and all these things and you're out in the woods and you're just free. You're just free to be yourselves. And then the sad thing is you have to leave eventually, and you come home. And what we used to do when we went to Heartland Pagan Festival is whenever we left Heartland, we would get on the road out of there going up to Kansas City. And just before we started to come, you know, going back towards our area here in Bolivar and stuff like that, we would stop at McDonald's. And we'd, you know, get a big meal because, you know, we'd been out there and we tried to not eat, gobble up all of our food that we were cooking so this was our little splurge meal after the festival. Go in there and get whatever you wanted in. We would really pig out. But the sad thing is when you eat that meal and you get back to that world and you're going home and doing all this other stuff, it's sad because, you know, it takes you away. It's like you're not at Heartland anymore. You're not at that festival space. You're not at PSG. You're not it's, – it's an oasis for the time that you're there. But then you have to, you know – Go home and go back to your real world. And that's, that's another thing. We want to promote more pagan festivals. We want to talk to you folks and give you guys, you know, what do you think are some ideas that can help us, you know, give us a little bit more? Because now that COVID's finally starting to wane, we don't need giant 20,000 people. You know, we don't need Burning Man or anything like that. But we need to be able to, you know, offer events that give moms and dads and kids and various people of various traditions and, and LGBTQ people and, you know, seniors. You know, we have our crones and sages that, you know, we really should start looking after. And we need to have things available for them. So we're going to talk about a lot of that kind of stuff. 
here on the show. And I'm sorry if you hear loud noise coming through beyond me. I live like 25 feet away from a railroad track in my apartment complex, and sometimes these things come by really, really loud. But anywho, what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys some more music to continue the celebration, and then we'll come back and, uh, you know, just really have a great night celebrating the return of Pagan Perspectives after 12 years. So like I say, come on in. Just go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Pagan Perspectives. Come on in the chat. I'll say hi to you. And we'll just have a great night. And here in just a little bit, I'll open the phone lines. When we get back from this little musical prelude, I'll give you the number to call in. And we'll go on from there. So blessed be. And we'll be back in just a few minutes.
not everybody, but you went to the right place, you'd find it. And there were so many millions of dollars of damage, so much money going to insurance. But my best friend and his wife, the thing that saved me is like my house didn't have very many you know, branches or anything on it. So that was a good thing. We did lose the power. But the thing that was good about my house is we had uh, gas heat. And gas heat allowed us to have showers and allowed us to cook. All I had to do is get some cheapy igloo coolers and put them on the back porch. And that's where I kept my groceries. And we kept the kids fed and everything until my power came on and my best friend came on 14 days later. So we spent two weeks. And his wife worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken. And she would take a shower. And she'd get, you know, that. And then whenever she'd come back to the house, my house, we'd sit there and have a dinner with Robin and Steve and the kids, you know, because we could cook. We could make little steaks and potatoes and good stuff for them to eat. And, you know, have we had a lot of hot cocoa, you know, because that's what you got to do whenever it's in a situation like that. You let the kids have a little bit of cocoa on occasion. But, you know, it was just like, that was the kind of times then, you know, like we took care of each other. We had people in our coven that cars broke down, like badly broke down. And my high priestess and other people would let them borrow their car or their Jeep or whatever, just bring it back in one piece. And, you know, they would do that for a day or a week or whatever until they were able to go and get their car. Because a lot of times this happened just whenever they had been saving up enough money to go get some cheapy used car that their car would go bad. And so it's like, okay, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, you know, we can't let these people lose their job because, you know, they don't have a vehicle. So, you know, we'll loan a car to a brother or sister and, you know, say bring it back one piece. And that's another thing. It's like there's people in the coven uh, that aren't here anymore. My original coven, Greenleaf. And there's people like Soj. Soj, if you're out there, if you're listening, uh, hey, man, we miss you. You need to come back to Springfield. But there are people. We have lost so many of our people. We lost Raven and Amber and Bill and, uh, you know, so many other people over the years, Jody and various other people that it was just like it was so sad to see them, you know. Everybody, it's, it's a cycle of life. But these were our brothers and sisters, and you know, doesn't make it not hurt any less. But still, it's just like the fact that these people were in circle with us. These people honored the gods with us. These people partied with us. We did a lot, and we did a lot for the community. We would talk to college kids. They would come and interview us. We had at that time a cable access television show known as the Pagan Pagan Show, and that was our attempt because you know. And and I think one of the best things you can do as pagans is to stay out. Don't go underground because when it, the minute you go underground and start doing stuff really, you know, super underground, is something eventually is going to crack. And some of that stuff that you're keeping underground is going to get to the people that in your town that are the more, you know, Christian, fundamentalists and all that shit. And it brings it back on you. So what you do is you don't put everything out there, but you make yourself accessible. You talk to your local police station and say, hey, if you hear of us having a drumming or you see a fire 
in one of our backyards. We do everything by the law, so let us know every ordinance we need to know about fires and all this other stuff and what time noise is and all this other stuff. And, you know, we're letting you know who we are. We're not Satanists who eat, eat babies. We're pagans who like chili dogs. You know, that's, that's us. So we made, we made a, like a rapport with our local community. We were able to have events in the park, Pagan Pride Days and Pagan, Pagan Potluck Picnics and stuff like that. Like this year, we are going to be doing Beltane in the Park. And it's going to be beautiful. We've had we've had beltings in the park where we had little kids playing and drummers drumming and people dancing the maypole. And we had about that year there was myself and the girl that came up from Branson uh, as my priestess for the ritual. And we had about seventy people in circle, and it was so cool. And we were in the middle of our our city, right here, you know, Springfield, Missouri. We were we were just a short little distance from our local college. And stuff like that, and it's like it was a beautiful day. The park was beautiful. The people were beautiful. Was beautiful. It's just like that, and then also like some of the events that we've held that weren't necessarily in the city, like some of the events, Beltanes and other Shabbats and stuff like that that we did at Busick and other people's homes and stuff like that, where the oh my gosh, the magic at some of these events. You know, you can only do so much in a city environment because a lot of people can see and they you know are busy bodies and they call police cause a lot of trouble and we have had a lot of trouble cause for our people not to say everything's hunky-dory you know we've had people lose custody of their kids because the father is a baptist and the mother is a witch and you know they go to court and they end up having to go through all that trouble of you know proving you know who's fit to do what and it's just like she just has a different spirituality. She has a spirituality that somebody doesn't understand, which, you know, okay, that's that's cool if you don't understand. But, you know, you know, give us a chance. So, you know, we, we've come a long way. We're doing great. We're doing better. And you know what? If you're out there and you, okay, for this first show, I'm going to say I'm going to open up the phone lines, but I just ask that you be normal. I don't, because there's been other shows that I've done years ago where we've had some really crazy people on here. Be yourself, but be cool. And we'd love to hear from you. Also, let's check the chat, see if anybody's come in. Hey, there's Lodge Magician. Hello. I hope you are doing well. That is so great. Lodge Magician, I definitely give you a thumbs up. Uh, Lodge Magician is very cool. Uh, when I don't know how long you've been listening, but earlier I told the folks that uh, the focus of this show, like I said, it's, it's been I, I ran it for three years from 2009 to 2012, and then so from then to now it's been a 12-year hiatus. But the thing is, you know, we had a lot of interviews, we did a lot of factual stuff, and what we're going to do is we're also going to uh, have a lot more dealing with uh, the ceremonial aspects, Golden Dawn, Thelema, uh planetary magic, uh, just ep- chaos, everything. We're going to have a little bit of everything. And there's some really cool interviews that I'm working on for that. I'm not going to spill the beans. I got to, you know, get everything connected. But there's a couple of really cool 
uh, interviews that may come up that deal with things that are part of, uh, you know, the ceremonial uh, magic area. And, you know, we're still going to do stuff from time to time dealing with druidry. We're going to have druids. We're going to have heathens. We're going to have every kind of person on the show. And we're going to make it as fun and informative and just slap happy as we can. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to give you guys uh, a little bit of music. And if you want to call, the number is 563-999-3644. And this is one of my favorite people in the world. I'm going to give this to you. This is Today by Todd Allen.
Hey, and that's a question we're always going to try to answer on this show. This show. What are we doing today? You know, like I said, this show ran from 2009 to 2012, and we did a lot of really cool things, like the interviews. My interview with Raymond Buckwood, my interview with Raven Gramasi, uh, my interviews with Rena Shesso, Mickey Mueller, uh, uh, Selena Fox, uh, you know, so many of the people that have, you know, helped us through, you know, what we became in Druidry and the craft and, and every aspect of the magical life. And it's like uh, the sad thing about this is I had a bunch of shows, and I had to let them go. I wasn't able to afford to pay, keeping going with Blog Talk. And I had enough shows where they had to archive them. Okay, so they archived those shows. Well, I had more than 100 shows. I I got some of them off. I got maybe seven of them off. But I still had a bunch that I really needed to get. And I wasn't able to afford to get back on Blog Talk. And in 2021, Blog Talk dumped my archive. So I have lost about 100 shows. So what I said when we when I said that I was going to go ahead and start doing the show again, well, screw it. We'll just make it 100 more. So that's where you're, you come in, tell your friends about the show. When I looked at my uh, last uh, amount of calculated statistics for the show, uh, my uh, total listens for the entire time that it was online and that it kept going before they dropped uh, running any of the shows was 60,660 imprints. And that most of those imprints were outside of the United States. We had a lot of listeners from Spain and Germany and England and all that stuff. And if you're listening, this is for you. This Block Talk Radio goes around the world. The Pagan Perspective and Pagan Perspectives goes around the world. We've done a lot of shows. We've talked to a lot of people. You know, I've, I've, I've on my YouTube channel, I've talked to folks from Italy and, you know, helping them and, and what they're doing with their Wicca. And all these other things and stuff that have come up from uh, various situations for, you know, what's going – what's paganism in certain spots, not just in the United States, but other areas, you know, some people are coming to the more modern witchcraft things but that are still ancient. But there are others that are saying that they won't even take on the modern trappings, and they go so far back into it. And when you look at the ritual and you look at the way that those folks – approach things and you see just it's like you just expect them to become a part of the earth right then and there whether they're doing ritual whether they're honoring the gods or whatever and i've seen this stuff and some of you guys probably have too and it's just like you know here we are the way we are in our homes and our places of work you know we do everything and then you know, we have to be one way while we're at work, and then when we come home, we get to be pagans for the rest of the night, and whatever that entails. But it's just like, these are the people that you wouldn't know. It's like one minute, they're driving down the road in a Ford F-250. I, I don't know what they're driving, but, and then you get them in the element that how they worship and how their spirituality works, 
and you look at it and you go, there are some things that might not make sense to us, but there's other things that will gobsmack us. Like the, some things that have gobsmacked me is seeing real Egyptian ritual, you know, in a modern context, but real Egyptian ritual that it just it it just blew my mind. And I'm not talking ceremonial magic in like the Golden Dawn sense where everything's tied that way. I'm talking just like an Egyptian pagan, really just down to it ritual and how they deal with uh you know, with Set and with Isis and, and everything. And it's just like, you know, there's there's degrees and there's different ways. You think, well, it's always going to be the same how you can work with the Egyptian pantheon. Comedics and stuff is beyond – there's things that I can't understand. And the people that are in comedic uh, worship and things like that and working within the Egyptian pantheon – and that framework, my hat off is off to you folks because that is a very – there are minute things that go on in ritual. There are ways that you connect to the gods and that you connect to the ages that is just – it's beyond mind-boggling, you know. And then they go through everything, and it's just so intense that everything's done. Everybody gets together, and then they leave, and they become – he, us again they become what we are here now and it's just like and the next time they're going to be that same way again but it's going to be in a different way because they're they're following the cycles of the seasons and of the year and the millennia and everything the way we are you know just everything's in a different way and that's why you know i have a lot of people that say well you can't be beyond this and that you know you can't be a witch druid ceremonial magician heathen and all this other stuff, and it's like, yeah, I can. And if you really want to break it down, I break it down like this, uh, you know, as far as uh, – okay, I'll do the, the personal thing first. For me, ceremonial magic, whether it's, you know, Thelema and Golden Dawn and whatever thing else is like, that's something for me, for my inner spirit, my whole – my body and my being. But everything from Druidry – to, uh, you know, my work with uh, CX Wicca and Anglo-Saxon witchcraft and things like that. It's like that is my religious connection. That's where I find the gods. That's where I find connection with the people that I work with. You know, like the meeting that we had last night for Springfield Community Wiccan Church. It was like, you know, that's that's where the rubber hits the road. You're making these connections uh, with people because you're allowed to, you know, go into the realms of the gods. So you look at the pagan side of things and all of those little divisions of whatever it is. So, yes, there are heathen druids and stuff like that. So and then on the other side, you have that ceremonial work and stuff. And then you smush that together inside of one person and you realize that, you know, you can compartmentalize it. And work it that way because, like in Thelema, it's called the great work. And what you do is you take it to where you want to take it as, and it harm them and do what they will. Love is the law of love under will. You know, you're going to you're going to make the best of what you can magically. And if you're a pagan, people say, "Well, can I be Catholic?" You can be a a a a, a, a 
what's the what's the pescatarian? Not pescatarian. What's the ones that the flying spaghetti monster? I forget. But you can like the the flying spaghetti monster. You can be Discordian and do the build a cat ritual, you know, for whatever. And yes, I love the build a cat ritual. But it's like you know, we are free to be who we are. And so, if anybody says to you personally, you know, that you can't do this, that, and the other thing, I just realize it's jealousy. That's what it is with a lot of those people. And that's why pagans are starting to do uh, more, you know, there's more things that we're getting involved in. There's more things that those within the ceremonial world are doing. There's more th- people that are doing stuff in the heathen world. And I think the reason why that the increase is coming around is we're seeing what's going on with society in the world, the geopolitical landscape, the, the just the way that the earth is going through so many changes. We've had so many floods and weather events and all these things and, you know, and uh, volcanoes. It's the mother, you know, going through her, you know, her pains, whatever is, you know, making her hurt. She feels it, and that's whenever we feel it, because basically we are the spirits that live on her, you know. And if people would realize that, you know, that we still kind of do need to take care of it, you know. And on the other side of that, too, is like we need to keep each other alive as long as we can. You know, with the idea of 50,000 nukes on the earth, that's an exaggeration, but, you know, it's still a high amount. We need to take care of the planet. We need to take care of each other, and we need to be able to not do stupid things, you know. But we're going to be doing – and I think what we're going to do is on some of our shows, we're going to start kind of talking about uh, going beyond the Ceremonial Magic 101, the Wicca 101, the Heathenism 101. I think it's time to really start getting into the deeper stuff. So I want to get into one of the coming down the line for the people that are out there that are, uh, uh, you know, involved in the ceremonial world. The very first show that we do on this, and I haven't got the schedule set up for it, but you guys will know. Um, I want to do a show on the Rose Cross, the layman of the Rose Cross. We're going to dive deep. We're going to go to the go to the end of the pole, walk up on the diving board, do two big jumps, and dive in. Um, you know, there's people, and if you want to see people that have done something like this before, but we're going to take it from a different spin, even from this person. But if you ever get a chance, go on to YouTube and look up Lon Milo Duquette, and you'll find some really cool uh, video, kind of like teaching things that he does daily that uh talk about that so it's like if you really want to get into it and look up this stuff for yourself then go for it because we're going to be doing a lot more of that as well and uh i'm going to take another swig of my extremely good mean and i might enjoy some more of this flower here in just a minute but here in a second these people that you're about to hear now this is velvet hammer and years ago, when I went to my very first Heartland Pagan Festival, I met these folks. And we had a rainstorm that almost slagged off our road to get from the bottom of our area up to up top where everybody was camping. And when you're on a slope that's almost at 12 degrees, trying to go up with a Jeep with not-so-great tires 
and you keep sliding back and you've got cars behind you, you've got cars in front, you know that you guys are out in the woods. We were in a place called Heartland, which is in McLeod, Kansas. And uh, the band that was on for that night was the great people of Velvet Hammer. And Velvet Hammer came on, and it was so cool. They jammed, and they played. And as it got towards the end of the night, you know, we hung out with them. And they go, so which would you rather do? Have to go all the way back up top in the rain and possibly get washed down the hill? Or do you want us to jam some more? And this was around 11 o'clock. Everybody says, jam some more. They kept jamming till 1 o'clock in the morning. And then we eventually had to go. But everybody else left. And as they were breaking down, we stayed over there and talked with them, the entire band, and just bullshitted with them until almost sunrise. And then we went back to our camps. But it was so cool to get to meet them. And when we were there, this is a song that I really love. Uh, this is from their album, Storybook. And this gives you the idea of, like, why pagans are the way we are. This is We Do Not Die by Velvet Hammer here on A Pagan Perspective.
coming and hanging out tonight. He's a great guy. 
and he's very cool. He's been on some of my uh, YouTube videos, and he's part of a Golden Dawn study group and stuff. So he is a very, very cool person, and I thank him for coming in and hanging out with me tonight to celebrate the return of the Peggy Peggy Show, the Peggy Perspectives, the show by and for the Peggy community all around the world. And what we're going to talk about for a second is next week, I think I do want to keep shows weekly because, you know, it's like I want to be able to give you guys something, you know, to look forward to. And uh, on my last, uh, the current episode that I have on Spotify, and when I talk about any of our social medias or any of our, uh, where our shows go to, after this show, I will post that in the show notes. And the thing, this is Blog Talk Radio, people, so take it with you. Whenever the show ends, at the end of the show, it will cut me off, and I'll end up having to disconnect. And then from that point on, in about 15 minutes, the show will have been processed. And if you want to download it to your phone, some on your computer, whatever you want to do with it, it will be available for download. And for me, what I'm going to do is when this show is over, I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, do what I need to to get that audio. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to pop it up directly on Spotify and get it out there for the bigger audience. So, yeah, it's another thing. Don't be afraid to share the show with your friends. And I hope some of the friends, if you're listening out there and you were one of the people that were involved with us in chat back in those days from 2009 to 2012, let me know. It would be so cool because I remember so many of you. We had some really cool chats going while the main bulk of the show was going on, you know, even for interviews. And you folks were incredible, and I love you. I love the support of, uh, you know, just everybody out there because this is not my show. This is your show. So next week, the show that I currently have going is called Thou Art Goddess, and we talk about you know, the aspects of, you know, men and women, how we are of the gods, and one of the things we are is thou art goddess. And we did that show, and it's gotten a lot of good a good reception. And that can be found on the Pagan Perspectives on Spotify. It's the episode that's going on now. But we're going to go to the next side, and next Thursday's show, we're going to be doing a show on Pagan Men's Mysteries. Thou art God. We're going to talk about the men's mysteries, manhood, development to our, you know, sage years, the whole, you know, the whole spill of all of it. And we're going to look about where the gods and our masculinity or anything just kind of comes into that equation. So next week we're going to have that show. And next week we are going to be getting everything together. I'll give you a little prequel. I'm going to be giving away a vintage copy of The Witch's Bible by Janet and Stuart Ferrer. And it's a paperback copy, but it's in, it's it's cool. It's cool. And next week, I'm going to tell you folks how one of you could win it. And I'll send it anywhere in the world, as long as it doesn't cost more than $1,000 or something crazy to get it to you. We will get it to you, but... I'll tell you about that giveaway next week because what we want to do is, you know, be able to help people that are, you know, because there's a lot of times when you've got people, well, I don't know what I want to do within the craft or within magic. 
So, you know, where do I start? Well, a lot of people that have that bent that are traditional into into the idea of traditional witchcraft outside of the eclectic realm is that is a book that is very important. Basically, uh, it's you know it's what the Pharaohs envisioned of what it was like after I think after you know how with Stewart's training and the way that Janet Ferrer came out of Alexandrian. So it's like. But it, they're very important. Those books, uh, The Witch's God and The Witch's Goddess, by, uh, I have a lot, and I'm talking a lot of the Ferris books. And it's like, that's the one thing. It's like whenever you really start to dissect it and to look into, you know, some of the things that they're talking about and what how they kind of jive with other traditions. Like here in the United States, we have the fairy tradition of Victor and Corey Anderson. Uh, which is very important in the development of, of the idea that there were traditional witchcraft traditions in the United States at the same time as when Gardnerian came into uh, the uh, you know New York Long Island Coven area with Raymond Buckley, Herman Slater, and Carl Weske Llewellyn, and all these other people that were getting things set up in the early to mid '60s and beginning of the '70s. And, you know, how that brought us into, you know, the things that, you know, we eventually had the Gaia Hypothesis and the Church of All Worlds with Oberon Zell and Green Egg and, and uh, Selena Fox with her newspaper rendition of the Circle Network News that eventually became Circle Magazine. And it's I'm so sad that we lost Circle Magazine. Selena, if you're out there listening, lady, I, I miss the Circle Magazine so much. I don't know if you guys ever had any of the uh, Circle Magazines in either form, whether it was the uh, the Digest version or the actual magazine. It was so cool. And then, of course, back in the day, Henry uh, Keltria had the Keltria Journal. Keltria Journal was sold in our local Hastings bookstore. Uh, if you were if you were not a member of the Hedge of Keltria, you could buy copies of the Keltria Journal, which was basically a newspaper, for like four dollars, and you know they would ship it to you, and it was like a newspaper. It was the same thing. We used to have you know respected pagan groups that were in like Colorado. Colorado had a newsine that got pretty big called Holland Stone, and it was. Uh, uh, you know, it was beautiful, you know, to see these people, you know, be able to get out there. And, you know, these are the people that brought us uh, Gwydion Penderwine and the other folks in, in, in the California craft movement from, you know, uh, Starhawk. And uh, sad that we lost Margot Adler. We love you. This lady... Do you realize a little here's a little bit of trivia for you? In on Samhain, Samhain, nineteen eighty, Starhawk's book, The Spiral Dance, and the very first printing of Margot Adler's Drawing Down the Moon were put into print on the very same day on Samhain, nineteen eighty. And you know, it's like for those that are pagan or have any kind of you know inkling with our traditions, that is one of the seminal books to kind of like find out. 
a lot about, you know, what paganism's been like around the world. Then the other book that I kind of go with that was uh, when I had Ellen Everett Hoffman here on the show, we talked about her book, uh, Pagans of uh, the New Earth um, by Ellen Everett Hoffman. And it was just uh, Pagans of the Earth Speak Out, a New Pagan Movement. And we talked about, you know, ADF and Georgian tradition, witchcraft, and all these other things. And it's like there's all this cool counterculture stuff, even within witchcraft and paganism, that comes out, you know, in the world. There's There are covens that are Blue Star or Alexandrian hybrids or all these things. But whenever they do stick their heads up, for just a minute where you know that they are in the vicinity and you witness what it is that they do, you can understand why it takes so long for some of these folks to come to the fore. But also on the other side of that, you realize from what you're witnessing, it's incredible. It's incredible even in outside of the realm of what you can see on one side of ceremonial magic. You can do what you do. But then you look at how somebody else does the LBRP or they have set up some kind of planetary ritual that there are some there are some ceremonial magic rituals in everything from Philema to planetary to Golden Dawn that I've seen that it's not just the way that things are done. But when you take it from the very first second that ritual starts to when it ends, it is it's beautiful. You know, all, to me, all ritual is beautiful, but even when you know, a lot of people know how, uh, you know, things do work in a lot of various uh, types of ceremonial magic rituals, it can be a lot, a, a lot different. But when you have people that aren't afraid to take new interpretations into it, that still follow the energy and the letter of what it is, whether it's the rich, greater ritual, the hexagram, or whatever it is. They have taken the time to, you know, make it a little bit more than we think it could be. You know, we think, oh, we're going to go in here, we're going to do this, we're going to nail it, and we're going to continue on. We're going to move. So that's why you do these things. You you go in there to, to insert the key to unlock the door, and you open that door, and you walk through it. And that next ritual is just what's going to help you get through that next door. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, that's why that's why rich, our ritual life is year-round. There's always something going on. Uh, full moon, dark moons, Sabbaths, uh, various equinoxes and things that work within, and, uh, and, you know, other ritual times for the Golden Dawn, Thelema, Planetary, uh, just different stuff like that. So you really look at it. If you look at the clock, there's very little little time that is shown on a clock base that wouldn't be a lot of uh, a very small amount of space of when we're not in ritual. I mean, just getting up in the morning and drinking a cup of coffee and looking out at the sun as it comes up. Yesterday here where I live, the sun came out. It was just a fiery, fiery red against the clouds. And I, the first thing I did when I opened my eyes, because I seen the red just burning through into my bedroom. And I looked out and it was red and cloudy. And all of a sudden, I realized that's where we get our folklore. Red, uh, uh, red skies at night, sailors delight. Red skies in morning, sailors take warning. 
And I woke up and I said, red skies in the morning, sailors take warning. So it's like somewhere, somebody got a lot of rain, although we got a little sprinkled and the rest of the day was okay. But it's just like those are things that are embedded in us because we know. My high priestess taught – I think my mom kind of taught me that years ago, but I didn't know the red skies at night. I didn't know that watching – you know, the way certain animals do things, you know, how they fly, what direction they fly, uh, you know, animals that you don't see around anymore and the way that they move out of an area. And then when they're when their bodily clocks say it's time, they'll go, excuse me, back to this area and stuff. And our wildlife changes here. That's another thing I like living in the southern part of Missouri is we do have spaces and places where we can go out and enjoy the woods, the streams, the rivers, and all that stuff. That's another thing. We've got to take care of it because the places that we have that aren't contaminated and taken over by chemicals and all that stuff is few and far between. It's getting worse and worse. And what natural places we've got, natural springs, wells, holy wells, take care of them. Put a hedge of magic up around them that nobody will come and mess with stuff that doesn't need to be messed with because once we do that irreparable damage to these places, it's going to be very, very hard overall to, like, uh, you know, bring it back out of that. And, you know, that's where I think right now we're going to segue into what I call one of my favorite pagan protest tunes. And this is, you know, somebody that I've always listened to uh, and, and just enjoyed his music very much. This is Charlie, Move, Charlie Murphy from the album Rumors of the Big Wave, and this is Burning Times here on Pagan Perspectives. Many call the witches, the 
12 years. It's been a long break. And we're going to be moving on. We've got some other things that are going to be coming up. I'm working on some interviews for the show. Uh, some folks that I think are pioneers in the pagan movement that have, in all forms of the pagan movement, as a matter of fact, that, you know, they're starting to get into their older years. And I think that we need, you know, we look to these more, you know, middle of the road aged, you know, authors that, you know, they're putting out all these great books on Llewellyn and, and River Wiser and all these different Matter of fact, like I say, most of the interviews that I did on my show came from folks that were writers that had books that came up on Red Bull Wiser, like I did my interviews with Rena Shesto and Mickey Mueller and Dr. Buckland and uh you know the the uh Denise I think her name's Stuart, she wrote a book on voodoo and we did all these these really great interviews. Uh, interviews with Ellen Everett Hoffman and Cassar Sarath and Selena Fox and uh, you know we did interviews with bands we did with Witches Mark we had a show like I said I wish they hadn't gotten rid of my shows because I would have really liked to have gotten all the music because on that show we got them to play a little something on the air and when you have 100 shows that I wasn't able to get a hold of and they dumped in 2021 I got very, very screwed. But also, which is Mark, if you're still together, which I think you guys are actually, if you're out there, get a hold of me. Love to have you guys back on the show. Um, we have rituals getting ready to come up. I'm working a lot of magic for my mom because she had a deal here over the last uh, six months or so where she had a break in her back and she had to have some major not necessarily surgery, but very crucial uh, uh, procedures done so that she could survive, you know, and thrive. Because when you break vertebrae in your back and you're 77 years old, it becomes, you know, it becomes vital that there, you know, that there are ways to help it. Because basically, what they did was they super glued my mom's spine. It was, you know, it was a procedure that. Basically fused everything together, and I th and, and I thank the gods for them being able to do that because I don't know how to do that, and I didn't even know that you could do it. But now my mom's on the the trail of trying to get out from underneath pain medicine, getting herself in a good enough position where she can get around and stuff like that because she's still very very feisty and very very independent. She still drives. She drove yesterday. So it's like she still gets out, but, you know, when you have – my mom basically slept in her recliner for nine weeks because she couldn't sleep in her bed because the doctors misdiagnosed that she had a broken back. And then they finally did say that she had a broken back, and mom still had to wait to get the procedure done, and that was another like three and a half weeks before she even was able to get that procedure done. But the God saw fit that she was able to get – everything done so now we've just got to manage her pain levels and let her to be able to have a you know just as, as much of a good life as she can because i love her and i don't want her to be any pain and that's another thing we're going to do more to address the issues that are you know what's going on with you out there i can do all the talking in the world but what i what i you know recommend if you can 
is get a hold of us. You know, get a hold of me. If you have questions about anything pagan, you can get a hold of me, Sylvanus93 at Hotmail.com. S-Y-L-V-A-N-U-S, 93, all up against each other at Hotmail. And also in the show notes, we have a page on Facebook for our group, Raven Temple of CX Wicca. You can look us up on there. You can also find Order of Standing Oak, which is our official uh, page there. We also have Missouri Druid School. We have the Golden Dawn Study Group. We have Midwest, Okio, Thelema, and Ceremonial Magic. We've got Pagan, uh, uh, we've got the Pagan Perspectives page, which I'm going to do some work on, but we will get the uh, everything into that. And that's for people like you that are out there listening to the show. And so we're going to have a place for you to come together. We're even thinking about doing possibly some kind of Discord for those that want to come together and, you know, off off the airs of the show and stuff like that. But also um, give you guys access to some other things. And here also, if you want to help the show to grow and stuff like that, I will post a link to our uh, Patreon. But, yeah, it's like it's going to be a wild ride, and I want you guys to enjoy enjoy it with me, you know. And it's like we're going to go from one side to the other. You know, we're going to uh, leave no stone unturned because it's like, you know, there for a while on the old show, I just kept doing interviews and interviews and interviews. And then we would do a show on Celtic cosmology and the Druidic gods and all these other things. And then we did uh, different types of Druidry from neo-pagan to the Reformation, you know, the Coldy Church of England type of Druidry and stuff like that, you know, Ross Nichols and, and, and in that area with o, the old version of Obod. And then the version that is now with his Philip Cargom and beyond. And then you have other folks like Caitlin Matthews and John Matthews and all the work that they've done in bringing that UK, uh, you know, uh, uh, knowledge of Druidic traditions, you know, John Matthews' book, the 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 Encyclopedia of Druid Tradition, and then there's also the Encyclopedia of Caitlin, uh, Encyclopedia of Celtic Wisdom, which was written by his wife Caitlin Matthews, and I've followed her on uh, Facebook for several years now. She's really cool. Then we have people within other Druidic traditions. It looks like, and I'm clapping my hands, but it looks like there's a movement to reform and bring back together uh, the um, uh, Hengicaltria and what they what they had, you know, they had gone for so long. Uh, you know, it's like now it looks like the Hengicaltria is coming back together. Uh, there is a lot more work within a uh, 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 you know, there's just more things starting to come up into the, the Druid traditions. Looking in the chat, I want to say hi to, to I want to say hi to Be Wise as Serpents. Good to have you here. And um, so we've got a lot. We've got a lot of background for this program, and we're going to take it along and bring it to the world. And we're going to see. That's another thing. If you have ideas for shows. If you also, we're going to do uh, world news. We're going to give you news segments about what's going on in the pagan community. What things are you guys doing 
So, matter of fact, if you have a coven that has an event coming up, or if you have some spiritual life classes, or whatever it is, send me a little paragraph with the info of what, what you have coming up, and what we can do is take a little bit of time and, uh, you know, give credence to where you're at, what's going on. We can let the people know. And uh, sometime here in the future, we've got a friend of mine that uh, I haven't seen that's involved in the craft for a long time that might be helping to kind of sponsor the show. And, uh, it's like, that's what we want to do is we want to get things uh, a, a lot better. Um, their interface here is kind of weird, but there's things that I can do to tweak it. And we're going to make it better. And uh, this is like, it's so cool. I am in such a happy place right now. You guys don't know how much I've missed this show because it felt so good to be like, be able to talk to you guys. I had somebody that I won't mention her name, but she was there in the chat room in my very first show. And she didn't get to always be in every single chat, but she always was at least able to download the show and listen to it. And she lives in California, and she's an awesome lady. And she caught me the other day because she had seen that I was coming up. And she goes, I like your show. And I go, girl, if you can get on it, come on into the chat. But if you can't, go ahead and, and download it. And she goes, oh, you know I will. So it's like... D, if you're out there, I love you, girl. I'm glad that you were a part of the show then. It'll be nice to have you here with us now. And if you listen to the show and you would like to leave feedback, that would be great, too. Send it to me, S-Y-L-V-A-N-U-S-93 at Hotmail.com, because I like being able to, you know, see what our, our, our fans are liking about the show and so on and so forth. So before we – because we're getting really in the last 15 minutes of the show – 13, 14 minutes. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys a little bit of Druid music, and then we'll come in and close it down, and, and we'll wrap it up nice with the bow. But until then, this is Awen by Days the Bard.
Sometimes he'll do house shows and put those live. And then uh, if, you, if you can't catch his live house shows, then he'll put them up on YouTube. And he's a great guy. And we love his music. And it's like, you know, we're going to give you guys a lot of hard-hitting, you know, factual stuff, too. We're going to kind of give you guys – There's gonna, there will be some stuff that's a little bit more simple for those. We'll do shows like the Ask a Witch. The FAQ, we'll do the we'll do the witchcraft FAQ. There's going to be a show, and we'll just go through it because you you be surprised at how many frequently asked questions about paganism, witchcraft, heathenism, uh, you know, herbalism, everything that's attached to it, Kabbalah, you name the whole nine yards. There's always going to be an FAQ for that stuff, and why not have a show where you guys can come on? The number is five six three nine nine. Nine three six four four, and whenever you call in, we'll talk about that. We will go through the witchcraft FAQ, and we'll also talk about this. Another thing that I want to do is we're going to start to see if I can find some of the people that really get down into the trenches. We're going to look for some folks that are doing the paranormal thing, looking for where the extragostular activity activities could be happening. 
I have dealt with spirits. I have dealt with ghosts. And I have never, you know, for being pagan and having these encounters, which that'll be a whole nother show, um, but, you know, having had these encounters over my life, I never had really, I never really had anyone that uh, freaked me out. Even as a child, I was like eight years old, and I was confronted with the ghost of two old ladies at a place that we were possibly going to buy, and it was a very old house. But, you know, just for a little bit of it, it did kind of scare me a little bit. But on the other side, it's like it didn't bother me. I didn't freak out because I think if you know that you are really kind of zoned in to being able to, uh, you know, deal with things that come on an occult level and an extra normal level and a supernatural level, then, you know, whenever you deal with ghosts and spirits and things, you know, moving and being kind of able to know things before they happen, the sight, different things like that. That's just kind of, I think that prepares a lot of people for whenever they do end up coming into their pagan practice and stuff like that, you know? So it's like, even, even when you're a child, you may not have known what paganism or witchcraft was, but there was just something that would um, eventually, I think, you know, get enough people to where, you know, they've gone through this stuff. Even just a lesson in school, I know people that took a, took a class in their early years, you know, first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade, whatever it was, and they might have learned about what Mayday was. And then all of a sudden, bam, at 16, they started to explore as a young woman or as a young man, wanting to explore what pagan traditions were and i know some pagan kids that blow some of the adults out of the water they're so beautiful and they are really attuned to what the earth mother and the gods and everything are putting down and that's another thing it's like pagan kids are the best sometimes they can be a little bit annoying to their parents but whenever you come down to it if they're good kids then they're good kids and the gods are going to watch over them highly very definitely highly so, guys, we just got a few more minutes left. So what I want to say is I thank you guys for hanging out. We're going to give you some more music here in just a second. But I am Reverend Smith, Tree Walker, the Order of Standing Oak, Senior Fifth, Joseph of Raven Temple of Stairs Wicca here in Springfield, Missouri. And this is just the beginning. We're going to be doing some more shows and stuff. So we're going to leave you with this last little bit of music. And just know, next week, Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m., Central Standard Time. May the blessings of Woden and Freya be with you, and we'll see you next time. Where are you? There we go.
Blessed be, folks. Share this with friends far and wide. The show will be ready in about 15 minutes. You can come back into Blog Talk Radio and get the show to download it and listen to it again if you want to. Blessed be 93 next Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. Pegamence Mysteries. Thou art God. I want to say thank you guys for making this the return show that I wanted it to be. And to those that are in the chat and everywhere out there in the world, I love you until next week. Does your home need a high-speed jolt? Take your tech to the next level with Extreme Internet powered by Mediacom. Hook up your house with speeds from 100 meg up to 1 gig. Turn up the intensity in every room with powerful whole home Wi-Fi. And stay chill with unbeatable network reliability and an always-on, always-fast connection. Call today to take advantage of limited-time deals on Extreme Internet and Wi-Fi packages. Dial 844-4FASTER or shop online at Extreme.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.